What's up everyone, welcome back to episode 3 of Press Y, your source of weekly gaming news updates. My name is Kelton Burns, my co-host is Cameron Donahoe, now let's press Y. Let's press Y. Cameron. Hi, Kelton. The ESRB has proposed that the FTC greenlight facial age estimation technology as a method of verification. Apparently, Epic Games subsidiary and software company, Super Awesome, in collaboration with digital identity firm Yodi, is developing a privacy protective facial age estimation that's said to accurately determine a person's age. The, this process includes the user taking a photo of themselves, the system then checking if there's a live human face in that frame, and then the image is then uploaded to Yodi's backend server for estimation. Images are permanently deleted and not used by Yodi, and to the extent that there is any risk, it is easily outweighed by the benefits to consumers and businesses of using this method, according to the ESRB. So what do you think about this, Cameron? I mean, I got a, I got a couple of things. Um, for one, it sounds like the beginning of a plot line to a Terminator movie, uh, <laughs> which is not great if you've ever seen Terminator. Um, and secondly, who the fuck is this for? <laughs> who, Dude, who benefits off of this? All the kids trying to play GTA under their parents' noses. Just let the children play Grand Theft Auto. Don't fucking willingly give up a scan of your child's face to the government or to the ESRB, I guess, but so they won't play Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah, little the Johnny? He's a copy of GTA. Good luck getting it to start. Yeah, Jesus. It's an important part in any kid's life to sneakily play raid M games behind their parents' back. That is a beautiful time in every child's life. How many and kids are going to be drawing mustaches on? Exactly. What what are your uncles going to get your kids for birthdays and Christmases if not inappropriately aged games, you know? I feel you, dude. I feel you. This is a it's a scary step this, towards the- little kids' futures. <laughs> I agree. This is a, this is an L. This is an L for humanity. This is an L for fun uncles everywhere. Funkles. Funkles. <laughs> for those who aren't uh, familiar with the nomenclature. All right. Well, moving forward. <laughs> Tension <laughs> has bought Techland, the developer behind Dying Light. On July 24th, Tension announced it was buying Techland, the Polish developer behind Dying Light, Dead Island, Call of Juarez. Techland CEO Powell Marchuka, might be butchering that, stated that Tension is currently becoming the studio's majority shareholder. Even though they will own the studio, Techland will retain full ownership of its intellectual properties, maintain creative freedom, and continue operating independently. Techland will be joining several other developers underneath the Tension umbrella, including Riot Games, Sumo Group, Turtle Rock Studios, and Supercell, just to name a few. Tension has a lot of investments slash ownership over a lot of developers. Tencent is a Chinese-based media isn't, conglomerate. Isn't it Tencent? Is it? Ten, I, it might be. I might be saying this oh. wrong. I just always assumed it was Tencent. Wow, way to just throw our journalistic integrity right out the window. 
right out the window. I did not fact check the pronunciation. You are you are burning our brand to the ground, Kelton. What are you doing? Tencent's going to shoot us in the head now. What do you think about Tencent buying uh buying the studio? Um I I kind of like this because like I uh, I like Techland a lot. I like the, or I should rephrase that. I like the Dying Light games a lot. I think they're really fun games. They show a lot of promise. I'm not like, they're not like a baby of mine, you know, like I'm not like going to risk life and limb in order to play one of their games, but I think they have a lot of promise. And I think the biggest thing that they're lacking is like funding and Tencent has shit loads of that. Um, the, the cons of this are like they could do, I, I don't, I'm not super familiar with Tencent's like, uh, ownership style, but I'm pretty sure some of their games have like pretty, uh, uh, predatory, like ad, uh, mechanics and stuff. I don't, is that the right term? Like just ad marketing and stuff in their games. Um, so if they, they implemented that, that would suck. But I mean, if they just give, if they just bankroll uh, Techland, I think Techland can do a lot of really cool stuff with this. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like these days, if you're a game developing studio, you either get bought by Xbox, PlayStation, Epic, or Tencent. So that is true. What are some of Ten- Tencent owns like League of Legends and shit, right? And Clash of Clans. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I don't mind this too too much. I mean, obviously, it's it's. It's a bit of a like capitalistic nightmare to just have like every cool like sort of smaller company just get swallowed by these goliaths. Um but with that there there does come a lot of resources to help Techland make games. So if Techland gets to make more games and they just kind of let Techland do what Techland does, I think this could could potentially bring us some pretty cool games out of Techland. I mean, I hope so. I hope we get a nice Dying Light 3 or something. Yeah. Do you, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is going to be negative or positive for Techland? Um, or I guess the gaming landscape as a whole. I think I, I, my my thoughts kind of align with yours on, I, I, hope, I hope this is good. I also, you know, at least the future Dying Light games will probably not be exclusive to Sony or Xbox with this purchase. Yeah. And as well as like, I'm satisfied with the products that Techland has already given us. So worst case scenario, Techland just starts making dog shit games and I'm just happy with the things that they made, you know? Like I'm not like fucking foaming at the mouth for a Dying Light 3, but if they make another one then fuck yeah, or even a new IP, I'd be I'd be down to play. So it's not the hugest loss if Techland is just like terrible at making games now because Tencent is bankrolling them. Well, on the topic of developers that are uh, possibly making terrible games, cyberpunk developer CD Projekt Red, who also makes The Witcher, is laying off 9% of its workforce. This includes oh, around shit. 100 employees. The CEO, Adam Kaczynski, said it, this follows careful deliberation that concluded that they are overstaffed. They stated that they decided to communicate to those that this affects well in advance to provide the affected employees with enough time to find other employment. And then I looked into it and CD Projekt Red is currently working on six projects, one of which is an original IP, one of which is the Cyberpunk 2077 DLC, 
Phantom Liberty that comes out later this year, the Cyberpunk 2077 sequel, and three Witcher games. Um, but yeah, they, they have uh, deliberated that they need 100 less employees to work on those six projects. Man, that is... That's pretty fucking concerning, honestly. I really like CD Projekt Red. Um, and it they were, from what I can tell, they're working with like a pretty small team to begin with, correct? Well, I guess if not... 9% is 100 employees, they probably have about 1,000 employees. That's... What's the average team? Like, I feel like that's pretty big, right? I don't know, man. I worked in a grocery store for a while, and they had about 1,000 employees total. Yeah, so. maybe not. Yeah, and I guess they were already struggling with, like, crunch to begin with, and that was with more people if they're if that's pre this big culling. Uh, that's that's pretty concerning, considering the, the amount of projects they're working <laughs> on and they're already, like, having trouble meeting deadlines and producing a product that's satisfactory. Damn, that's a fucking bummer, man, because I really like CD Projekt Red. Are you excited for the next uh, Witcher remake? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, like, I'm kind of hesitantly sh- uh, hesitant just about it in general. Um, I mean, as long as you just give me, like, a good story, like, I'm pretty much going to play The Witcher. I, I'm, like, not crazy about The Witcher gameplay in general. So, like, as long as you just give me, like, a good story, I'll pretty much play whatever they fucking throw out there. You heard it here first, folks. Cameron's ready for whatever CD Projekt Red has in the tube. That is true. Give me your sh- your shitty gameplay with good story, Mr. Tube. On the topic of tubes, you know what has yes. a tube, Cameron? <laughs> what? A handgun. That and is so true. In Remnant 2, which launched on July 25th last week, this week, the third-person shooter sequel to the 2019 Remnant from the Ashes. Mm-hmm. There is an item that requires players to clear a sewer pipe and then wait 90 real-time minutes for the room to empty or flood or something to clear the way so that you can access a handgun called the Meridian. Uh, so yeah, there's, you just have to wait real 90 real minutes. Uh, you can leave the area and return later, and this process doesn't reset upon death, so it's not as daunting or intense as it sounds, but little hidden item that requires real-life time to pass. What the fuck is, like, the point of that? Little cheeky handgun. <laughs> Are you going to get Remnant 2? I I honestly, I think I will. I It looks like a lot of fun, and I like Dark Souls, and I like shooters. So Dark Soul with gun seems like a pretty cool time to me. And you can play with a friend. And I've heard the fucking, like, the online is, like, super seamless. So I would possibly play it with a friend wink wink nudge nudge kelton that is dude that's my main concern because i heard a lot of good things about remnant so i bought it for me i bought it for a friend and then we were unable to join each other's games because the multiplayer was so like shoddy i've heard i've heard the matchmaking is pretty solid uh like in all the reviews and articles i've seen like the matchmaking is noticeably different so that make that put some uh some confidence for me into the the old uh circle the hat the 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 circle that you throw hats into <laughs> labeled nice. remnant 2 i'll have to uh i guess i'll, I'll look up some reviews i'm like really de- debating either getting pikmin 4 uh or uh man i can't remember the other game i just started dead space 
remake. The remake? Oh, yeah. Dude, I've never played a Dead Space game, and I need to play oh, really? the remake super bad. Yeah. I love all the Dead Space games, even the flawed third one. Oh, aren't you super fucking cool? So cool. Awesome. <laughs> you know what else is cool? What? Insomniac Games. That is actually true. One of my favorite game developers. True. It has been announced they're working on a third unannounced game alongside Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. According to Aaron Eberhardt, a project director at Insomniac, no other details were shared on this third game. But I couldn't help but speculate, Cameron. Could this mm-hmm. be a new Ratchet & Clank? I feel like that's the safest bet. But mm. some of us may hope for, possibly, a new Sunset Overdrive. Now... Oh, I mean, some of us, as in one of us, as in Kelton, the only person to ever play that game. Sunset Overdrive is so much fun. If you ever played Sunset Overdrive, when it was announced that Insomniac Games was making Spider-Man, it was such a natural next step coming off of Sunset Overdrive, because Sunset Overdrive has such fun, fluid, city-roaming mobility mixed with really fun satisfying combat i actually think i like sunset overdrive more than the first spider-man game uh and as as in first spider-man game i mean like the 2017 or 2018 one um and i do really like that game but sunset overdrive's combat and weapon system and everything is like really unique and i i just man that game's really stylized the other games i looked into resistance is another insomniac uh, franchise really? and report reportedly insomniac pitched an idea for the game to sony in like 2019 or 2020 and sony rejected it due to there being too many sony games set in a post-apocalyptic setting already such as last of us days gone but in may of 2021 sony registered the trademark for sunset overdrive and the game director marcus smith said there was nothing stopping them from making a sequel at that point so fingers crossed i'm hoping there's a sunset overdrive 2 on the way but I would also be moisting at the mouth for a new Ew. ratchet and clank. <laughs> uh, My I, mouth I would be a moisty you, mire. You should, no one should be moistened anywhere, man. Uh, I, especially over those two games, I gotta be honest, man. I do not give a shit about ratchet and clank, dude. I think you need to. I fucking think it's turn like turn around and figure yourself out. <laughs> Look in a mirror, dude. Ratchet and clank is so good. Okay, mind you, I've only played like the classic like PS2, PS3, uh, Ratchet and Clank games. I played a little bit of like the one that they remade that kind of like relaunched 2016. the Ratchet and Clank hype. I saw the um, movie day one. I also saw the movie. Definitely not day <laughs> movie one. Movie was terrible, but the it game was really bad. The games are so good, especially that 2016 remake and the 2019 <sighs> or 2021, whatever the last one was, Rift Apart. Or I forget something about Rift. That yeah. game is awesome. Yeah, I it looks that one looks kind of cool. Like I like how they kind of like added something a little bit more refreshing into the mix. It's just like so much of Ratchet and Clank is the same shit. Where it's just like platforming and shooting, man. It's just pat- platforming and shooting. It's just like but the same so thing. Same reason why I can't get into like fucking. Spyro and what a lot hell? of Crash Bandicoot and shit. It's just like, I don't know, man. It's just all the same Spyro, to me. Spyro, another Insomniac franchise, but that yeah. was sold to Activision. So now Microsoft will soon own that if all goes well for them. Yeah, a, a random cloaked stranger wearing an Activision badge just put a burlap sack over Spyro's head and threw him into a van. Love Spyro, dude. 
I want to love Spyro and I want to love Ratchet and Clank. They're so good. They just, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, that's, that's my take on Ratchet and Clank. And for as far as Sunset Overdrive goes, man, like the, the movement is fun so long as you're not like shooting things. I think the, I guess it's like, would you consider it an on rail shooter? A lot of the combat like, is on rails. Yeah, but exactly. once you get like, dude, liter- I played the multiplayer rails. of that game a lot. Well, I dude, I was goaded at Sunset okay. Overdrive, dude. Like once you <laughs> get that combat down, it's so fun. Oh my I, dude, I, I couldn't get past like the. I mean, like I, it's not for like skill reasons. Like I could... sounds like it was skill reasons, Cameron. It's it's definitely not. Like I can do it. It's just like I wasn't having fun doing it. Like I felt. I don't know, man. It's just it didn't feel like I. I liked getting around. I just didn't like shooting stuff while doing it. I don't know. I feel like if it was more melee based, I would have liked it more. Cause I like looking at the fucking terrain that I'm jumping on, not like s- jumping and then th- shooting a bunch of d- discs and records at uh, soda monsters or whatever. I don't know. And also, I thought it was a little cringe. Like just like the, it seemed a little overly edgy. I guess kind of like, and like trying to like be like kind of qu- quippy and Deadpooly. Kind of like how Borderlands was, or at, at, at like Borderlands 3 was, I guess. Dude, I think it succeeds in trying to be funny, dude. Oh, it's over That's the really top. That's really good, man. That's really good. I'm happy. A piece you. of news I forgot to talk about last month. Is it Assassin's Creed Mirage, the upcoming Assassin's Creed game coming from Ubisoft? They have collaborated with haptic gaming specialist OWO to make a Assassin's Creed Mirage edition haptic feedback shirt. This collaboration release features haptic points at the chest, stomach, lower back, and arms to provide exclusive sensations never felt before. A special algorithm interacts with the game to affect nine wave parameters that stimulate a variety of interactions. So, while you're playing Assassin's Creed and wearing this shirt, you will feel the stabbing. You will feel whatever other emotion is going on. I think this is crazy. I, I have... Well, this shirt has to be so expensive. How many sizes? How many sizes are going to be available for each shirt, you know? like what? That is true. Uh, getting st- also, you can turn down the pain level on the stabbing. <laughs> I'd certainly hope so. Turn that. I'm going to turn it all the way up. All the Crank that shit, baby. Finally. I, w- <laughs> I want it to be the most high-stakes Assassin's Creed gameplay I've ever had. One of these things malfunctions and you just can't take it off because it's nonstop stabbing you in all nine points. <laughs> that sounds really cool. What I want to know is like, how <laughs> this like this mixed with the fucking face scan ASRB thing. It just it sounds very pre-apocalyptic. Stay in your little bubble made of fear, Cameron. I'm diving in. <laughs> My kids true. aren't playing GTA, and I'm in the other room getting stabbed. Yeah, I'm keeping us from the gamer equivalent of the moon landing right now, and I'm sorry that I'm keeping us from this gamer revolution. Maybe I just need to invest in this stabbing vest. What you need to invest in is Baldur's Gate 3 and Armored Core 5, which are releasing next month. Baldur's Gate 3 is set to release for PC right around the corner on August 3rd. And then later in the month, we'll see Armored Core 5 on the 25th and Sea of Stars on the 29th. Sea of Stars, my friend, is a turn-based RPG set to be the first game ever to launch day one on PS Plus and Xbox Game Pass. Do you know, have you heard of Sea of Stars? 
Uh, no, I have not. Well, 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 Cameron, Sea of Stars is a it's a pixely, old school inspired RPG is kickstarted, developed by Sabotage Studio. It's a prequel to 2018's The Messenger, set thousands of years before. But while The Messenger was a Metroidvania type game, this game looks to be more like along the lines of I guess maybe Zelda or of Pokemon almost. I guess players mm. can control up to six player characters. It's supposed to be an ambitious large-scale story told i'm cool. actually excited for this one of my favorite games from last year was eastward and this game is reminding me of eastward so i will probably especially if this is launching on game uh, ps plus and xbox game pass day one I, ha- I currently have ps plus whatever edition so i'll be able to play this so i'll probably pick it up um yeah this looks fucking sick i am a sucker for a old school pixely game this art style looks incredibly gorgeous um as well as i really fucking like the messenger the messenger is a platformer that is like really interesting and uses fun mechanics to kind of change up the the classic platformer monotony um and so that kind of creativity i'm looking forward to seeing in a game like this for sure especially one that's so like uh story centered hell yeah and i I know you're you're picking up uh armored core 5 i believe it's armored core 6 right it probably is it is get it together jesus mr burns falling apart over here Uh, what is tension gonna say about that i know um I am absolutely going to pick up Armor Core 6. Uh, I will literally buy any game that From Software uh, puts out. Uh, I proudly am just a slave to this company. Uh, they have full control over the dopamine receptors in my brain. And that's okay. You know what? Sometimes you just got to be a slave to a company. That's just kind of how it goes in this world. And I'm okay with FromSoft being uh, my... Uh, having the reins on my collar, you know? Wow. <laughs> they should install a facial checker. Yeah, and a, a stabby vest. And a stabby I would, I would give vest. From, I would give From Software a haptic uh, controls over my haptic vest. I'd be cool with that. I have full faith in From Software. Did you ever play Immortals Phoenix Rising? No. It looked interesting, though. I mean, like, I played... Uh, breath of the wild and it just kind of seemed like that except very like very much so worse stuff uh, so i wouldn't like, say it was worse you think it's better than not breath better. of the wild so it's worse it's a sidestep oh okay it's like greek mythology very cartoony i do like greek mythology it was fun apparently there was a, there was a sequel in development but it was canceled today for the second one yeah the sequel was canceled that's a bummer i wouldn't Due to difficulties establishing it as an IP, I guess it was not popular enough. Yeah, that that kind of makes sense. I do. You, have you noticed? I don't know if this is an actual phenomenon or not, but I'm pretty sure that Percy Jackson and Olympians just made my age group or like generation just obsessed with Greek mythology. Have you not? Have you noticed that at all? You think it was Percy Jackson that did that? I think so. That's what it did for me. Interesting. Or maybe people were just obsessed with Greek mythology in general just because it's fascinating. I think Greek mythology or, has always been kind of interesting. Or it's because of the genius that is Rick Riordan. So who's to say? Who's to say which one it is? I don't think it was just Percy Jackson. Uh, I think it was mostly Percy Jackson. Um, 
I, I know it's it's what about a, a Hercules? Fascinating bit of history. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll give some some rep to Hercules, I guess. <laughs> give like, some rep to Hercules. A little bit, a little bit of rep to Hercules. I'm definitely not giving it to Aristotle or those fucking nerds. What about God of War? Minuscule, a minuscule <laughs> <amount> of rep. <laughs> not nearly as much as the Goliaths that Hercules and uh, Percy Jackson are are holding up. Well, all right. Is that the news? I think so. And uh, what have you been playing this week? Before we before we head off, have you, I, any new recommendations for the listeners? Yeah. Um, I have been playing more Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice and realizing that the puzzles in that game kind of fucking suck, and the the combat is a little rough. But uh, it's got a really really interesting. Uh, like sound design to it because you're playing as a person with schizophrenia and so you constantly have these voices going on in your head and they like alert you of enemies behind you and stuff and like they uh they like sometimes like get like really anxiety inducing and it's pretty interesting because like a bunch of like uh licensed uh professionals who are familiar with the like helping people with mental illness uh, help made the game so they try to make it like as realistic of a an experience as possible so though the gameplay is a little shoddy uh i thought that was a really cool mechanic definitely uh, so yeah that i i recommend giving it a go but like obviously obviously if you're not having fun with like the puzzles and stuff then just kind of wean off of it um i've been playing that and i've also been playing uh a bunch of Tetris. So Tetris. Yeah, if you like stacking blocks, I like that <laughs> game for you. What I've, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, a little little game called Tetris. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Wow, it's got a pretty banger soundtrack. So some versions of it do. That yeah. Have you ever played Tetris Effects? Oh yeah, dude, dude. Speaking of banger soundtracks and stacking blocks. Tetris Effects is such a fucking great game. Uh, I'm not going to go into it, but just Dude, take my word for it. It's another incredible. game, Banger Soundtrack, yeah. Stacking Blocks, Minecraft. That is actually very true. Something about uh, sound design and just blocks, man, just makes sense. I've been playing... Uh, conducive to good stuff. Sorry, go ahead. I've been chipping a little bit at Final Fantasy sixteen. Mm-hmm. Some I don't, but man, Dave the Diver. I've sunk so many hours into Dave the Diver <laughs> today. Today, every time I log on to my computer, it just says like a little Steam notification that you're playing Dave the Diver. I got to a new frontier, Dave the Diver, and fought a giant skeleton zombie thing that chased me through a tunnel for like twelve minutes. It was crazy. That sounds fucking awesome. I need to play this game immediately. Dave the Diver is so nuts. One more game that I've played is a little little ditty called A Short Hike. And I don't know if you've ever had a bad day before, but if you have, uh, I would recommend just winding down and playing A Short Hike. It is incredibly calming and very, like, wholesome and a little challenging at points. Um, And it's just a good time. And you can beat it in, like, literally, like, four hours. Uh, And tells a very nice little story and has a very cute little art style. Uh... 
so yeah, I, I highly recommend giving a short hike a, a run through. Yeah, it looks it looks like a fun middle game. It is. It is a fun. It's like it is. It's like a little game, you know, just a little game played by a little guy having a little fun time, you know. I've been uh, gearing up to try out Tower of Fantasy next month when it launches on PS5. Mm-hmm. Which apparently I've been preparing for that. Just by gathering some uh, partners to join me on my uh, my venture into this world. Is this an MMO? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kelton. It's a game that came out about a year or so ago, and it looks like basically Genshin Impact, but an MMO. <laughs> and it came out on phones Sick. and PC, but now it's launching on PS5. So I was like, you know what? And it's free to play. So I was like, how much? And it's a gotcha game. So I hate gotcha games. So a lot of boobs. A lot of boobs and butts for the looks of it. But it looks like a really fun, big, giant world. A lot of the combat looks fun. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to gather some some mates and we'll just do a little run see how long we make it before we burn out hopefully no one spends a lot of money on characters man that's how you like get your friends into gambling kelton that's just you're like you know what let's let's just go to a casino take a loan out go crazy see what happens if anyone i'm the most susceptible susceptible to microtransactions out of probably any of my friends so i think i think everyone will be fine we we go into it with the goal. Of yeah, not it's spending just any like money. there's no need to like, <laughs> no need to build up your resistance. You know, there's no need to to test it this much. Anyways, guys, that's been the news of this week. Cameron can't stop me. We will see you <laughs> next week. And uh, yeah, I don't think Tower of Fantasy comes out until August eighth. So we'll probably see you again before I take the plunge into that Thank dark and- darkness. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. Best of luck in the gamer apocalypse, gamers. Rise up. (laughs) See you next time.